The Joe Beaver Show is on the air. 22. What do you mean 22? After all the uncertainties of the past two years, there's been an expectation and a hope for a more normal 22-23. But now the question is... USC and UCLA do. They're both Big Ten schools. Yeah. But where does that leave the rest of us? Who could possibly answer that question in this strange new era of analytics? Mad transfers. How did it get hit? Well, it looks to me like you portaled it. A what? You know, portal from wherever you were to here. What's that? It's a, a different kind of portal. Oh, it's just changed so radically, and we're all running to catch up. And realignments. They both big ten schools. Yeah. All we do know is the boys are back. And the Joe Beaver Show plots its own course. Now, there are a few more topics that we have to cover. And we will not talk about transfers, and we will not talk about my mother. We will talk about what I want to talk about. Fair enough. Who's next? Joe Beaver is on 1240 Joe Radio. That Deion Sanders, the athletic sports culture person of the year, is he going to be the next coach of Colorado? In the ever-flowing stream of content, that's I open my phone and yeah. that's the first thing I see. I set my phone down. Deion Sanders, the athletic sports culture person of the year, <laughs> is he going to? Who knows? I don't want to talk too much about Deion Sanders and Colorado. In fact, that's it. Let's move on. But I'm just saying that's the experience of life as a sports fan these yeah. days with a telephone. And the ever-flowing stream. I left my phone in the other room. Oh, good for you. I'll add one thing to that, and then that's it. Okay. He was offered supposedly like over a week ago. What's taking so long? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many things you could talk about the the coaching shuffle, which we're not going to do here. Good morning, John. Good morning. 66-65. Yeah, I was uh, watching and listening to every minute. Every minute of that game. Wasn't it? A, what a compelling game. Well, three minutes, you don't score. The Beavers didn't score until the 17, close to the 17 minute mark. And I'm thinking, oh boy. I know. I was worried. And then Washington. A 21 nothing run. Couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. And they were turning things over. And I learned something in this game. Uh, Reevney is the man. He's good, isn't he? He's. Yeah. He's probably one of the best on the team because that guy gets he's he's getting steals, rebounds, and that assist, block shots, beautiful soft jump from the yeah. deep left corner. Yeah, you're right. Mm, I like that. Kid. I like him too. I like the mix. I like the way they played. I like the fact that it was a game they built a huge lead in, relinquished, mm-hmm. and fought back to win it again. Yeah. In a sense, I mean that's hard to do well, because there was. What's that? Being young to do yeah, that. Yeah, young and do that. And there were veterans. Dexter O'Connell, a veteran player, was yeah. one of the key guys at the end. But to be able to pull that thing out, wow. after the body language, everything else, you let a big lead get away. It's tough to, to reel that back in, as they say. Yeah. And yet they calmly stayed together and said, we're, we're not done. There's time. We can still do this. And they did. And in regulation. <laughs> And it was it was tremendous. Mike Hopkins, the head coach for Washington, think about how stricken he has been at Gill Coliseum three times now. 
Stevie Thompson. No, uh, that, that actually, that you know, that wasn't Hopkins. That was a year before Hopkins. Wait a minute. Let me think about that. Yeah, yeah, actually, that was Lorenzo's last year, and Lorenzo talks about it being yeah. a um, should have been a traveling violation <laughs> on Stevie who hit the shot. But then Hopkins, 97 to 94, double overtime. Stevie beat him. And now this game where his team, to their credit, hung in from mm-hmm. 18 down and yeah. just kept fighting back. They're, they're talented and athletic and long and good. And their pressure, their run and jump press, the Beavers were struggling to, to work against it in a key time. It, it almost struck me as the old Ralph Miller theory of pressure basketball coming to play when Ralph said you pressure, not because you're going to turn people over all the time right. or every time, no, but you might get them in just a stretch or two that can make the difference. And we pressure, we pressure, we pressure, and boom, right. it, it leads into a turnover, it leads into, and that, their, the way they pressured, you could see it was coming. They'd extend their zone from their usual more packed into three. And when you saw the guards coming high, mm-hmm. a little higher, and Dexter or somebody would get across the midcourt stripe or throw up, and they'd race and trap the ball. And it became difficult to operate in. And the Beavers did have uh, some unseemly turnovers late that helped fuel the Washington comeback. But unseemly, yes. But also, to Washington's credit, they forced those. They created with their pressure and tenacity turnovers that led to points and points off of turnovers uh, ended up becoming a bigger number against the Beavers in the second half and in particular the last 10 minutes of the half. Yeah. But through all of that, that young group with a lot of young people doing uh, tough things they've never really been asked to do before found a, their way back to still win it. Clutch free throws. Yeah, the, yeah. what, 18 of 23. Um, did you hear anything about their guy, the big guy that went down? Frank Kepnong. No, yeah. I did not. But, boy, what a what a force he... Yeah. I've always thought of him as that, even when he was playing at Oregon. He's a different-looking guy. Now, mm-hmm. Bobby Medina, you may have heard me talk about it, the former Blazer strength and conditioning guy. I talked to Bobby before the game. and said, what have you done with Frank Kepnong? And he said, well... We've worked hard, but he's done the work. Bobby gave yeah, the credit to yeah. Frank himself. Shredded, unbelievable. He was always a big force physically yeah. for Oregon. Now he's big and strong and quicker. He just looks great. Yeah. Looks like a pro out there. Well, and Brooks is so good. He is good. And, you, you know, if you're the number 35 recruit at one time yeah. in this country and you go to play for John Calipari, you know you're pretty good, and yeah. he was their best player. Yeah, you can see guys. You can you can see it at every level. The man among boys, the guys that stick out. The who's that guy? Mm-hmm. And even when they were, they couldn't hit anything in that opening sequence of yeah. of Oregon State going on the what was it twenty one nothing. He was not hitting much, but he still managed through that to come up with twenty one points. And some of the points he came up with dunks, lob dunks yeah. were. Tyler Billett, oh, they call a foul on Tyler because he kind of slightly impeded Keon Brooks Jr., who jumped over him <laughs> and lobbed the two-hand dunk. I mean, that was an impressive play yeah. physically. Yeah. Uh, I just thought, wow, did that really? Did I just see that? Yeah, I did. But guys like that, guys that are in that echelon in the national recruiting world, probably do those things more routinely 
than we're used to seeing. That that's true. Great win for yes, for, it the, was. Uh, for the program. And you know, they played well against a very good Duke team. Mm-hmm. It's just the stinkers. So you got to okay, take out Jimmy Wilson always says this, take out the best, take out the worst and and there's right. what you've got. And 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 it some of that is going to to come with a team that I know Wayne's excited about the youth, excited about some foundational pieces, and I like a lot of these guys. They have a chance, I think, to grow, and it, there's going to be some nights that don't go so well, a la Portland State at the right. Child Center, but there's going to be nights like the Duke game where they gave themselves a good shot that Thanksgiving afternoon, a really good shot to beat the number eight team in the country, and like last night when Gill was rocking and the place was going, it was a lot of fun. So... We need to get right to some open phone opportunities and text or your reaction to the game. If you watched it, attended it, listened to it, a combination thereof, your thoughts about the Beaver men's game yesterday. Did you attend? Were you part of not the 8,000, but maybe, because I don't think we're going to hear from any of the students, although we're going, in a sense today, to, we're going to pay tribute to the event. Derek Bruns, who is the principal at Whitworth Elementary in Dallas, Oregon, former Beaver special team stalwart, outstanding snapper for the Beavers. Primarily, that was his work in, in a great special teams era. Derek Bruns, now an educator, brought uh, busloads of kids amongst many of the buses and the 8,000 kids. Derek will join us to talk a little bit about it from an educator standpoint and what the event means. And it may be too early to totally have a feel for what it meant to the kids yesterday. But Derek Bruns will join us. Bree Galvez from the Oregon State Athletics Department who helped put the event together with Beaver Sports Properties and the College of Engineering will join us for a few minutes after we talk to uh, Derek. We also have Angie Machado coming up here at 1130-ish to talk to us about Chance Nolan and the portal, to talk to us about the portal, to talk to us about recruiting, and a number of other things. And Reagan Beers, who was part of the Oregon State women's basketball's route yesterday of Southern in the Beyond the Classroom field trip game. Reagan scoring 15 points. She and A.J. Mar- I think uh, actually A.J. and Talia tied for the team lead with 15. Yeah. Just a great display of basketball. Reagan Beers has been very impressive, lived up to the, the yeah. hype and expectations, to be sure. Five-star, McDonald's All-American uh, coming to... Uh, the Oregon State program out of Valor Christian High School in Littleton, Colorado, with a lot of fanfare and accolades and well-deserved. This will be our chance today to meet Reagan at about 1230. So we've got a lot to get to, and a guest kind of impromptu style coming up in just a few minutes. So if you uh, that I mentioned, John, as we were wrapping up the show, I think, the other day. I said, I've got a story to tell you about an event that occurred away from the field of play, but at Reeser Stadium during the 126th plane of the rivalry game this past Saturday. And it involved a longtime Beaver fan, uh, Reggie McShane, who's had six kids graduate from Oregon State. Reggie, who grew up, I think, in southern Oregon, has been an educator in a number of places, in Amity and Nestucca and in eastern Oregon and in other places, His good friend, Ron Huber, called to tell me that Reggie, who's been a season ticket holder forever, 20 season tickets in the South End Zone area, 20, that he and his family, six kids, and and 
I think some grandkids are involved, nieces, nephews, family mm-hmm. members. They all, it's, it's an event for the family McShane family. Lindsey McShane was an outstanding athlete and hammer thrower right here at Oregon State. Devin McShane is the head boys varsity basketball coach at Amity High School and will coach his first game tonight as the varsity. And wow. his dad, Reggie, suffered a very frightening, serious heart attack mm. in that end zone area. During the game, like late in the first quarter. Really? And was in trouble in the stand, like not feeling right at all. And, and a heart attack was occurring, and he said, I, I, I'm going to walk down. Ron's going to call later. Ron Huber, his good friend, we're yeah. going to get him to share a little bit more of the rest of the story. I'm just grateful to sit here and say today that it has a happy ending, oh, a good ending. Great. And great credit to the paramedics team, to the Oregon State staff for getting to him in a hurry in an emergency, getting him up to the hill at Good Sam, and the crew there saved his life. Scary. And now he's going to go see his son coach a high school basketball game tonight. Good. Reggie McShane will talk about Reggie a little bit with his good friend Ron Huber for a few minutes a little bit later. But now, but now. That's a great story. What is the College of Engineering? What did they do? Well, we need to find out more about that. But they they were sort of the sponsor of the game, kind of the title sponsor. Oregon State's College of Engineering sponsored the Beyond the Classroom game. So there's a lot of layers to it that I think Bree Galvez will help us with. And we may even get somebody on from BSP, Beaver Sports Properties, at some point, Kayleen or others, Parker Scanlon, who worked on the event, and give them the proper plaudits and credit for making this such a, an amazing event. <laughs> 8,000 kids, 71 schools represented, 9,604 in the building. 400 buses. Hey, unbelievable. How do you do it? That's my question with Bree. How do you, how do, you do it? How do you get this done? And what, <laughs> what are the channels you have to go through? And how do you know what the, okay, 71 buses with how many kids in it? I mean, how do you know, uh-huh. okay, well, we can't take a 72nd bus. We're so, how do you determine that? And how do you find out? How do you <laughs> get you the market? word out? And how do you know the RSVP? And how do you know it's coming? And all that stuff. Yeah, that would be To like, pull that off. You know, there's people who plan parties for a living. That would be yeah. the ultimate. You could put that on your resume. But they've been doing it for 12 years they now. They have. And a lot of people have worked on it. Sarah Elcano tweeted something out yesterday to the effect of this has been going on for quite a while, and a lot of different people over the years at yeah. OSU have worked on it. It's fallen now to Bree and to Kayleen and and others at Oregon State Athletics. But I still, I don't think we've ever really done sort of that deep dive into how do you how do you do it? How does it come together? Yeah. But yesterday was a record. Yesterday was the the most kids and buses and students ever involved, and one of them, one representation of many, Derek Bruns will join us at twelve oh five. So. Angie, Ron Huber, Derek Bruns, Reagan Beers, Bree Galvez. And so if you have anything you want to share, this would be the time right about now <laughs> at 497-5356 on the Downward Dog phone line or the University Honda text line. In fact, the text line might be the best route to go today, and we'll try to, if you have thoughts about the chance news and anything else you want to react to, the women's game yesterday, the men's game, the event itself. We might be able to sneak a call in here on the Downward Dog phone line before we break and have a chat with Ron Huber about the outcome, the happy ending to a great beaver for so many generations, himself and his family, 
Reggie McShane. We'll get a little bit of the, that story. Let's get Paul in real quick before we break and talk to Ron Huber. Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning, Mike. Oh, my gosh, that was an exciting game last night. Yes. That's probably the first time I ever jumped up and cheered, you know, that, it, <laughs> <laughs> that I could still jump up. Okay, that's, that's the first miracle right there. <laughs> good for you. But, uh, yeah, that's. This, this team seems that they're going to be an exciting team to watch, so I think that they're going to get a lot more fans when people start realizing that uh, the job that Wayne Tinkle has done, mm-hmm. uh, gathering this team together and coaching them up. So I, I think they're going to have an impressive year. So that's my take. I appreciate it, Paul. That's Thank you. Take. That's good. Uh, I'm glad that he jumped up and enjoyed it. 22 on the bench for Oregon 22. State. 22, Donovan Grant, a walk-on. But he's, he he, his energy, leader. his energy's off the charts. They, they highlighted him yeah, a 22, lot. 22, they kept saying, 22. And then Do- how about Dexter leaping over the scorer's table and crashing <laughs> oh, yeah. past Tony Castricone, my colleague, yeah. counterpart for the Huskies, their radio guy. I think tried to catch him with one hand. If he catches him with two, <laughs> he's got a better chance. Let's t- <laughs> he had a hard time finding no, a way back on the I know. Court. Like, how do I get there? I've never been back behind here before. <laughs> uh, this way, Dex. <laughs> a lot of good things. Please text us your thoughts about it all. We'll come back with a visit with somebody who made me aware of the amazing story of Reggie McShane. Ron Huber, next, 1240 Joe Radio. We set them up. You knock them down. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, it's the Kubota L-Series tractor. It's part of a Kubota tractor lineup that's rated number one in durability and owner experience. The durable Kubota L1 features powerful diesel engines and is easy to operate. Visit Lynn Benton Tractor in Tangent or go to lynnbentontractor.com. Lynn Benton Tractor, we're still doing business the American way. What's your power like today? Are you driving a powerful vehicle or are you just getting there? Fall and winter is coming and Power Honda in Albany has the CRV, Pilot, HRV, Odyssey, Passport SUVs, Ridgeline trucks, and over a thousand pre-owned vehicles to choose from to help you get to where you're going this fall and winter. So come experience the power at Power Honda in Albany or go to mypowerhonda.com. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glass Man. Let me fix the crack in your glass. For windshield repair, call me first. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. If you have a tenant who has missed a rent payment, have an unmet maintenance need, or need to address a rule violation, don't wait. Mediate. 
If you know you won't be able to make your rent this month, don't wait. Mediate. Hi, this is Jared from Neighbor to Neighbor. We offer free mediation services to both landlords and tenants. The court process can be complicated, time-intensive, and expensive, but it doesn't have to be. If you need some assistance in communicating with your landlord or tenant, email me at weren2n at gmail.com. That's weren, the number 2n, at gmail.com. Don't wait. Mediate. In sports, it's important to have a talented starting lineup. The same is true if you need some advice with personal or business tax planning or just some help with strategy. See the starting lineup at Tax and Wealth Management, David Mendenhall, Bill Heck, or Robert Berry. They have the experience you need to successfully execute the game plan every time. They'd also like to take this moment to wish all of their clients and friends a very safe and joyous holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. We continue on the Joe Beaver Show, a very busy one. And with that in mind, I've already mentioned a little bit about what our next story, but because I think we all uh, are are glad to run across in this uh, weary world of ours and a happy ending and a good story, <coughs> and this one has it, even though the story itself and what led to Ron Huber calling me to share with me about his good friend Reggie McShane was not in itself happy news. Yeah. The very fact that I've already said Reggie's going to see his son coach in a high school game tonight, Amity High School, uh, Devin McShane, uh, who used to be a practice player for Scott Ruick's Oregon State women's basketball program against the women. So Devin's a great beaver beaver through and through. And Ron Huber called to kind of share with me all of this information the other day. And we were talking about, I said, Ron, why don't you just jump on with me for a few minutes? Because, you know, even though I got to meet Reggie and his wife, Michelle, and his son, Reggie Jr. the other day, it was, uh, it's it's an honor for us to welcome Ron Huber in here, also a teacher, coach, and educator, to share his thoughts about what happened and tell us the story. Uh, that has the happy ending that I've alluded to. Ron Huber joining us. Ron, good morning. Thanks for your time. Since time is short, let's jump right into it quickly. How do you know Reggie? What was your first connection with him? And then how did what, when did you learn about what had unfolded on Saturday during the rivalry game? Well, first of all, I just want to spend about 20 seconds telling people about how good Mark, Mike Parker is. I just, on a lark, Reggie, my friend, was in the hospital at Good Samaritan, and on a lark, I said, I'm going to call that uh, Joe Bieber show and see if I can get Mike Parker to go by the hospital. And you know what? He went by the hospital. What a blessing. Anyway. Well, thanks, Ron, I for letting me Reg- know. Thank you. <laughs> I met Reg- Reggie about 30 years ago. He was coaching at Nestucca. I had daughters that went to Amity High School, and we had quite the rivalry for three or four years. And now. Uh, he he graduated from Oregon State. He went to Western McEwen, and then from Western McEwen, he went to Nestucca. And uh, Nestucca then, after a, f- a few years there, he ended up at Amity as a vice principal, I think. Was there for a couple years, both of here, so we got to be closer friends. He took a superintendent's job in Oakland for mm-hmm. a few years, and then he came back and spent the last years of his career as our superintendent here in Amity. So that was your connection, but then, okay, you guys text each other. You were telling me this, oh. that you, you, during any Beaver event, any game, you so, guys yeah, are in our, constant our communication. Friendship, our friendship has always been, uh, obviously, uh, following orange and black, but when Mike Parker's on the radio, we text back and forth, uh, or if it's on TV, we text back and forth. Or I, he, Like I said, he has 20 or I think he has 24 season tickets. Wow. And he's had them for 20 or 30 years. And he, um, 
he's included me lots of times with my kids. Mm-hmm. If he has extra tickets, we get in the car and go down and watch a game. But so is, we catch back and forth. And yeah. this particular game on Saturday, I'm texting him. You know, we get pretty uh, coachy about it. But <laughs> man, it, yeah. Why did they throw? Good. Why did they throw? Whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why are they doing that for? <laughs> right. Why did they punt? I mean, yeah. several weeks ago, you know, when Michael. When Jonathan Smith's going for it, I go, oh, my goodness. You know, we just little right. stuff like that. He right. always answers me. And uh, sometimes when it gets real serious, we'll call one another. But on this particular Saturday, I was texting him all, all during the game, and he, went, he didn't answer one single one. Mm-hmm. And about 7.30 that evening, I got a text from his phone. I said, oh, he finally called me back. And he said, and the text said, uh, this is Michelle, that's his wife. Uh, Reggie and I are in the, at Good Samaritan. Uh, Reggie had a heart attack, and I just about flopped on the floor. I just uh, really shook up. But she said, he's doing fine. Uh, we got it just in time, and we got here and all that stuff, and he's he's good. You know, but so, he uh, got there just in time, and let's don't lose that because it's important, I think, to, for you, and you shared, and Reggie did too, and he was so grateful for what the hospital, the good Sam and his medical team oh, did, yeah. and helping to bring him back, they well, actually had to do that. But he was in the right—he well, he was told, in the right place told, at the. He, excuse me. He yeah. told me that uh, he felt pretty bad in the middle of the second quarter. I think Oregon State was ahead at ten to seven at the time. I'm not sure, vice versa, Oregon. But he wasn't about the game so much. But he just decided he got got to walk down to the bathroom, and on his way down there, his arm—he one of the. Uh, Michelle sent one of the older boys to go down there with him, and on the way down, his arm started to cramp up, and he was going to fall down. And people saw it, and they uh, he told me he took a gator ride. They had a gator, put him on the back of a gator like a football player, mm-hmm. and took him to the ambulance. And the ambulance, uh, immediately they started working on him, and they made it to good Sam probably within five minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, while he was on the in the emergency room, they uh, Reggie told me later they had to de- defibrillate him, uh, use the defib to bring him back. Um, but uh, they found the blockage. They they, they did the two stints, and uh, he called me Sunday and told me he's alive and it was pretty special. But I was just thinking if he he lives halfway between Amity and Dayton. Out in the country, if that would happen out there, it takes ten or fifteen minutes for an ambulance to get to him, yeah. and then they got to probably be taken to Salem because that's the closest heart place, and he's probably not going to make it. So for him to be at an Oregon State game, which he's always at, mm-hmm. was a pretty special deal. And the fact that it was a twelve thirty game, they weren't in a different window when he may not have been there. I mean, it, I'm grateful for him, for his family, for you, for everyone that. The timing in terms of having something as catastrophic as that occurring was just yeah. right for him to get now to go to see his son coach a high school basketball game. One of the things, I don't know if he shared this with you before we close, Ron, We really, I'm really grateful you brought this to our attention, sure. but right. one of the things, <laughs> I don't know if he was on the gurney or whatever, being wheel, and when he came out of surgery, I think he wanted to know, above all else, how did we do? How did the game come out? Did you hear that from him? Yeah. He, and I told him, I texted him the next day. I said, man, you missed the best game of the year almost. But I texted him Monday night because they ran the replay on ESPN. It was either Monday or Tuesday night. I told him, you better turn the TV on watch what you missed. Yeah, yeah and I think one of the, the medical personnel, whether the doc, surgeon or whomever, 
when he asked the question, I think the the doctor wanted to make sure, you know, you don't want to have any kind of physiological, I mean, a setback that might be psychosomatic in nature. So he said <laughs> something to the effect of, you're a Beaver fan, right? An Oregon State fan. Oh, yeah. Well, you're going to be happy then. The Beavers won. One of the first bits yeah. of information he got when he came out of surgery, and I find that precious in itself. I joked with him and told him the good thing didn't happen in Eugene because they didn't have any orange <laughs> blood down there. <laughs> well, they had the everything worked out, uh, we're grateful to say, and for a family, six graduates that he's had come through, uh, 24 season tickets, grateful to him for all of his support for Oregon State Athletics and his love for the Beavers and his family and you as a friend, Ron. Thank you for bringing this to our attention, and we'll, I'm glad to hear he's doing well enough to go to a high school basketball game tonight and see his son coach the Amity Boys team. That's awesome. Thank you, Ron, so much for, for including us in this. Yeah, thank you. Me part of or being part of my good luck. I mean, my good get well card. <laughs> okay, Ron. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Thank you, uh -huh. and have fun tonight at the game. We'll take a break and come back with Angie Machado, and get in a little bit to the Chance Nolan story, other portal possibilities, news, what she knows in her world as uh, the editor and publisher of BeaverBlitz.com, part of Twenty Four Seven Sports. Angie joins us next on Twelve Forty Joe Radio. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541 245 Edward Jones member SIPC Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis is all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people. See, it all starts with over 35 fresh toppings to choose from, multiple dough options, multiple crust options, and multiple cheese options, including vegan and dairy free choices. See, we make all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people every day. Woodstock's Pizza, all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis. Have you been putting off that remodeling project? Have you finally decided to take a leap and get it done? For over 30 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, wood and vinyl flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands that you know, love, and gotta have. They're on the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beebs. Do you enjoy trap shooting? It takes a little skill and practice, but it's a lot of fun. And for networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot, you can join the Albany Gun Club. It's only 25 bucks a year, and you get a discount on rounds that will quickly cover your membership costs. They're holding a meet shoot on December 3rd with novice, intermediate, and expert levels. Entry tickets are just 5 bucks, with a chance to win bacon, turkey, and sausage. The Albany Gun Club, 3 and 3 quarters miles east of I-5 on Highway 20. Bring your shotgun and shells. Shooting starts at 9 o'clock. For more info, go to albanygunclub.com. So the wife rolls into the living room. Honey, you need to get off of the couch and get busy on that list of projects I have for you. And I says to her, but I don't have all the equipment. Oh, she rattles off, that's no excuse. You can rent all the tools and equipment you need from Philo with Rental. And since they're open seven days a week, you can go out there today. 
All right already. Darn you, Philomath Rental. Philomath Rental, behind Landmark Realty, one and a half miles west of the Sunset Shopping Center. Tools and equipment for farm, home, and business. At Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Hi, I'm Katie Albin, and I want everyone to know that at Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Directional boring, to be exact. So if you need to run a pipe underground, under a driveway, or under a sidewalk, and you don't want to destroy your yard in the process, the boring people at Albin's Plumbing can help you with your directional boring. Just give us a call. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albin's Plumbing. Sound like Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction, just making it it up. I know, I know. Say it with confidence. When he starts delivering that prophecy, I remember in the film, he's about to do do an evil deed to the poor guy in the room when they're talking about cheeseburgers or whatever. Now, your character character comes out if the person buys it. (laughs) But he starts (laughs) quoting it as it says in Ezekiel. You know, I thought, man, I've read my Ezekiel. That ain't there. But he was on a roll, and you didn't want to stop him at that point. Now, (laughs) I don't know how, how and why, but here we go. That's the (laughs) lead-in. Angie, I apologize. We were talking about something off the air, and here you are. We had to conclude the conversation. Angie Machado, publisher of BeaverBlitz.com, with so many things to talk about. But let's start first right with our meeting. I walked by you prior to the kickoff under the sun at Reeser on Saturday. I said, how do you feel? And you said, I feel good. I (laughs) I said, I feel good, too. We all felt good for quite a while. There was a stretch, Angie, where we didn't feel quite so good, but in the end, feeling maybe better than ever. Does that about sum it up? (laughs) That that sums it up completely. Yeah, before the game, it was just kind of electric down in the field, Mm -hmm. and and guys were warming up, and yeah, there was a little stretch there where I am not going to lie. It was a I, I didn't know if the Beavers had it in them, but mm-hmm. um, wow, I still I mean a week later I'm still kind of questioning like how did they do that? Yeah, without passing. By the way, we were having a discussion uh, in the in the uh, press box there about my departure so that I could beat all the cars. I assure you, yes. I stood watching until the very <laughs> end and then ran to the parking lot. Okay, good, good, because I didn't want you messing up the mojo right, or anything. Right, right, because I left the press box after that, I, and I didn't say goodbye because I felt shame. So <laughs> you should. I snuck hey, out. All I know is, and, and don't be mad for, for me spilling the, spilling the beans, but you did dance a little. We got you to dance to Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Party in the USA, good for you. I didn't know that, Johnny and Angie. Thank you for that bit of information. That's, that's good to know. <laughs> Angie, it reminded me, and John, you talking about leaving early. And I want to get your perspective as an Oregon State alumna and fan of the program for a long time where this one sits. But the 98 game that I attended and sat in the student section, bought a ticket outside from somebody, wandered in, sat down amongst the students. No orange cowboy hats that night, uh, (laughs) but but that memorable game in 98. And I, too, having to get back to my, my cab in Portland, had to get out of Corvallis before the traffic would start flowing north to Portland. So I... As soon as Simonton scored, and it was Bedlam at Parker Stadium, I was running back in those good old days of running back to my car to drive to my cab and begin my shift. But I bring that up only because you were trying to beat the traffic, John, and you did. Angie, this game stands alone for me in the history of games I've seen with 98, with 2000, stands alone. I mean, three together, 98, 2000, and this. I've had some people say they put this one, this most recent one at the very top. Where do you sort of put it in your experience of rivalry games? 
Oh, gosh. Yeah, you bring up 9898. was the very first ticket I bought um, because I just used my ID card for a couple years and so could get into that side of, of Ben Parker Stadium. And 98, 98, I think, still, in my mind, is the best game I ever watched in person mm-hmm. just because of where the program was um, for so long and what that, what that win kind of meant. This one's close. I mean, 2000 was awesome. I mean, just because it was a total beatdown and, and Oregon State was so strong that year. But this one's close. Um, this one might be right. Maybe maybe 98 one A and mm-hmm. 2022 is 1B is because especially, again, looking at where the programs have been, you know, Oregon State had been down for a while and, and just watching what they did and how they did it um, against one of the better run defenses in the, in the conference in the country. Um, Oregon knew they were going to run, and they couldn't stop them. I mean, it was, it was crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, and I and think- then just some of the decisions. I mean, then I look back at Jaden Grant now, and now knowing what he was suffering yeah. with, um, you know, and how he, you know, he's just a warrior, it, it kind of makes you shake your head a little bit. Everybody's talking about Bo Nix's bum ankle, but then you have Jaden Grant that's dealing with kidney issue. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's remarkable. And none of us knew it. Well, at least I didn't. None of well, I, I did, but was, you know, just told, hey, well, this is you. what's going on. We good don't, for you. you can't talk about it, but this is why he didn't play and what the issue is. And yet he and makes the tackle what, of the game. Yeah, he made the biggest play of the game. When you're asked not to, Angie, you know how that world works. You honor that, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and, and I yeah. honored it, but I, I was pl- shocked almost that he was playing, but just sh- the way he was able to work his way through what he was dealing with and get himself on the field. Isn't that an amazing story, Angie? It, it is, and you know, I had been told it was an internal injury, so we, we just didn't, you know. There, like you said, there's a lot of things. I mean, Mike, you and I have been around 20 plus years. There's a reason why we still have really good sources because sometimes we have to keep lids on things. But I just knew internal injury. So then when I found out what it was, and then hearing, you know, just him, like he, there was not going to be anything that kept him off the field for civil for yeah. the Oregon game, Civil War. So, um, yeah, I, it's remarkable how he had a procedure done a couple, you know, 10 days before and. Uh, surgery and yeah, I mean and that, remarkable. And that's his story to tell, and he shared it with John, with John Kenzano, yeah. and and that's that's for Jaden to tell in right. his time and place. And he he told it well, and John did a nice job in giving him the the platform on that show, uh, John's show in the afternoon to say it. And so I, you know, I was glad that the story got told. I was wondering if it ever really would, but that was up to Jaden to tell it, and I'm glad he did. And John, to your point, the play of the game. Angie, I mean, that's just, that was brilliant defense on his part. I almost thought he came out like he was lying in the weeds yeah. that Bo didn't expect to see him there. Yeah, and what was what was even more remarkable was him t- telling us in the post-game press conference how he actually recognized what they were going to do just from film, was able to tell Ryan Cooper, hey, I'm going, I'm this way, you cover this way, because he knew. He knew what was what was coming and was able to stop it. I mean, remarkable and and then watching somebody in the lodge at beaver blitz brought up just the classic the great tackle you know he went low and he got him you know Jaden five years ago may have gone high and and bonix would have escaped out of it so um no just seriously that really was a game that will be you know talked about for for decades yeah specific plays in it such as that one and and as you just alluded to you may know what's coming just as Oregon in 2007 was yelling, fly sweep, fly sweep, fly sweep, give it to James Rogers. Whether they knew it was coming or not, James scored in 2007. And and 
And there's no a healthy bone next. I mean, who knows? You, yeah. you, there's a yeah. lot of things you could say, well, this, that, or the other. But there's no guarantee that just because you know what's coming, you're going to be able to get bow to the ground. And it was just perfect technique, tackling the play he made against Boise State early in the year when he jarred the ball loose when the Broncos were about to go in at around the two or three. These are just examples in the first game and last game and throughout this season in his career, what a great football player he's become. Exactly, exactly. You know, and where he started kind of as a walk I mean, just it's a great story. And, and Jaden just is a, is, is a warrior. So, again, I think he's going to go down as one of the, the great ones. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about some of them in, in the time. And I, I think, you know, I, I think I've told, said on your show, two of my all-time favorites that I've ever covered just because they get it. And they're those kids that, you know, I can tell a lot just when I interview prospects, you know, when their recruits are commits, like if they respond, if they, if they, you know, speak in coherent sentences and not just mm-hmm. slang all the time. And if they don't ignore me, um, you can tell those kids that, that typically means they have it together in school. They have it together with training. They have it together. They're going to do stuff. And, and Jaden's one of those guys that's going to go far. I think, too, that, uh, you know, we've, we've talked to a lot of people this week, Angie, about, you know, where this game is in their legend and lore. And they hesitate and say, well, 98, but. And I think it's because this one wasn't a dramatic walk-off play. It was a build-up yeah. and a comeback. Now, Angie Machado joining us here, BeVierBlitz.com. Originally, we said, well, let's get Angie on. Let's, let's kind of get caught up on what's going on with recruiting, <laughs> how well it's going, Aiden Childs. But then yesterday, the news that came down. I personally am surprised. Others around me are not. What can you tell us about Chance, the portal, leaving, um, and what you might know about that? Yeah, Portal's been active. If you, if you follow it at all, this week has been crazy. Chance is the first Oregon State player to put his you know name in the hat that, or the ring for um, you know right after the season here. I actually had heard Monday that he'd left the team from a from a decent source. I mean, I, a source I trust reached out to Oregon State. They said no, that they had not heard that. Um, I, I had just questions for a while because. I, I really felt it was weird to not see him on the sidelines at all. Um, mm-hmm. Even, you know, Civil War especially, um, you know, I was standing when I talked to Mike before the game, I was standing kind of right there in the end zone where the quarterbacks warm up and all the quarterbacks came out and I expected to see Chance in, you know, sweats and we didn't even see that. So um, it, it made me question some and, and nothing, I don't want to, you know, say that there's a rift because, you know, these guys love him. He's, he's a brother to them, and they, you know, even on his announcement on social media, they've all been wishing him well. Um, but, you know, I, I think there was, you know, he might have seen some writing on the wall that, you know, after having the starting position in 2021, he had to earn it again in 2022, and he knew it was going to be another fight, you know, for 2023. So, um, and Oregon State is going to be looking at the portal. There is Aiden Childs coming in. So, um, a lot of question marks, and, I, you know, at this point, I, he gave a lot to Oregon State, and I think as fans, all you can do is, is wish him well and continue to follow his career. Do we know if, if the game on Saturday was the first that he wasn't attending, or was he around or not around be, even before that? Well, you know, I, I had put in a tweet, I believe, that I, I had not seen him at any game on the sideline because I kind of kept an eye out, um, and I said he hadn't been around so I did get, you know, clarification from someone within the athletic department that, no, that wasn't true. He, he was at a few practices. Um, but, you know, we, we aren't privy to practice. So right. I have not seen him at a game since, yeah. um, since Utah. Mm. 
Andrew Machado, BeaverBlitz.com, joining us for a few more minutes here on the Joe Beaver Show. So you just said, I take it for granted that every program in America combs the portal and looks at the portal for who may be in there and what, how they may address needs. Do you have a sense, Angie, about the Beavers' potential activity there? And there seems to be a fairly common line of thinking that Jonathan and Brian and, and company will be looking at the, the quarterback list. Do you just take that for granted? Yeah, I mean, they will. I mean, they were looking last year. Um, and I think, you know, you look at this, this team this year, and, and nothing against Ben or Chance or any of the quarterbacks on the roster. They've all done their very best. But I think with slightly elevated quarterback play, this team could be 11-1 and one right now, um, you know, mm-hmm. with just slightly elevated. So, um, you know, they had JT Daniels, you know, visiting last year. I, I think it has to be the right fit. But, you no, know, this team now definitely needs one, if not two, transfer guys. I mean, you look at what, you know, they're losing Jebbia. They're losing um, Chance. So now you're left with Ben, an unproven um, Travis Brockmorton, an unproven Don Montiel, a walk-on from, you know, Coos Bay, Marshfield area. Um, for depth alone, um, you know, we, we've all seen injuries happen. So, you know, you need one or one or two portal guys to join the, the fray. Um, and I think Oregon State's going to be looking for actually proven guys. I mean, I think that's the thing, too. You, you look at quarterbacks and, you know, even Aiden Childs, tons of talent. He's raw, four-star kid coming up here. But look at all the four- and five-star kids that are in the portal right now because they haven't panned out. It, it's just a matter of how fast they learn the system. There's, there's so many elements to it um, that I think, you know, that's why you see this movement. Yeah. So, no, it, it is a I, – I look for Oregon State to actually look for guys though, that actually are proven and have actually played snaps in college and not just some, some transfer kid who, um, you know, might have been a highly recruited – highly ranked kid that has never taken a snap in college. Seeing that this is your world and you, you're in it and you know what's going on, there's so many changes happening so fast in just the last two years alone. Are we at the point now where every transfer will say, what can you do for me? Or is that still transitioning into that world? As you speak about trying to go out and find a quarterback, do they have to then say, okay, well, what, here's what we have to offer. Are we, it's so seedy to me, but are we, have we fallen to that level now that everyone says that? It, it is seedy. I mean, it is kind of a, I mean, at some level, I kind of wish we could just go back to the days of $100 handshakes and let them drive cars. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, it is what it is. I do think that there's going to be an element of that um, in that Oregon State will have to offer something. Oregon State will not be able to compete, though, with the Alabamas and the, you know, the big guys out there. So um, it it's a, is what it is. You But you look at how Jonathan Smith and, and company have built this roster, and they've really gone for more mature athletes that understand the bigger picture. They want the exposure. They want to be able to win, um, showcase their skills. Oregon State still runs a very pro-style offense that is very – NFL friendly. So there's a lot Oregon State can offer aside from just cash. And, you know, I, I love you hear these stories about guys getting offered all this money and six figures, seven figures. Um, but that's not guaranteed. They, if they don't come in and perform, they're not getting that money. So um, in all cases. So it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic right now. Oregon State's going to have to do the best they can and, and also fit the locker room. You know, you, you don't want to, to bring in a guy that maybe doesn't fit the culture because that can mm-hmm. make things go south. And that is the one area I think Coach Smith has done such an amazing job with is, is building this culture. And, 
I don't, we, we just celebrated. I, I saw it was a memory and I had to retweet it. It was this five year higher anniversary yes. yes. to Oregon state. And, um, you know, I will be the first to say when, before he was hired, I was not like, that was not my number one mm-hmm. pick. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was kind of vocal about that, but watching his press conference now, five years removed and seeing a, the passion and which was striking that day, but to see everything that he said that he was going to do, he's done. And that's not the case when you, I mean, you can go through and I, I mean, I could, I could give a, a, a press conference on the hiring because I've seen so many coaches. I mean, I know the coach speak, you know, but to see everything Jonathan Smith has said he was going to do, he's done at Oregon state building the culture, building the locker room player first. Um, it was actually really striking. And so I think mature guys can see that. And, and the locker room culture is, is paramount to why he's seeing the success as a head coach right now. It is so impressive, isn't it, Angie? And he just his understated calm manner, even when, you know, the, 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 the field is being stormed and swamped by orange cowboy hats and people running around and every, everything in the joy of celebration. He's on television on ABC and just has that, Hey, I'm so happy he for these. Smiles. Yeah. Sometimes I wanted to shake him and say, smile. It's Enjoy good. it. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he does, I think quietly within the rooms where it really matters, Angie, not necessarily in the public eye. That's why he's such a, why players love playing for him. They see all of, they see things we don't see and know what, yeah. how he really burns, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I, I could see from up at the, the press box level, um, when that final clock ticked down and he did his little leaps, it totally reminded me of Dennis Erickson, his leap. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was leaping because he got hit by the ice bucket. The yeah. ice water, yeah. Yeah, the know, ice water. It, it kind of had that same feel. It did have it. almost in you the know? same spot on the field, too, after the exactly. USC win. USC hey, game. Yeah. yeah, in 2000. Hey, Angie, last couple of things real quickly. we got to take a break before the top of the hour. What are you seeing and how – Two things. We're going to get into your space in a moment because I think it's indicative of we hope happening on the field for the Beavers in the recruiting world. What's your sense of how things are going, how they will go in the early signing period coming up? Yeah, so Oregon State has is, is done a really good job, as they have every year, of keeping the guys they have committed. So, I mean, it, it's, it's always going to be a little bit of a, a nail-biter because, you know, the poachers are coming in last minute offering who knows what, mm-hmm. these, you know, the, the highly ranked players, especially like an Aiden Child. I feel he's pretty solid right now from everything I'm hearing. Um, and, and most of the guys I, I hear are solid. You always, like I said, it's, it's never a done deal until that ink hits the paper. But, um, you know, Oregon State has some spots. I know they want some Juco edge rushers. Coach Smith is in Kansas today visiting with a couple guys that have been on campus already. Um, so edge, rush, edge rushers and then DBs are important right now. So um, a couple prep uh, safety corners and then some Juco's as well. So, um, look for those. Um, a portal quarterback, again, is, is something we're going to be watching pretty closely. But um, it goes right now. Coach Smith and staff are on the road making those in-home visits. National signing day, the early signing period, is the 21st. So a couple weeks away, um, it's, it's going to get crazy and fun and all the things we love about recruiting. And on that, you will cover it thoroughly like no one else at beaverblitz.com, which makes a tremendous holiday gift, I think, for people thinking of somebody, what do I get? Oh, how about a subscription? But you said since the win, things of business has gotten better. Is that correct? (laughs) It is crazy. So Beaver Blitz right now, Beaver Blitz has been around since 2002. So this is our 20th year. 
we have hit an all-time high for membership. Good for you. Um, it's unreal. Uh, had a huge week after Civil War. Huge. Hmm. Like, I haven't seen that many subscribers jump on. Um, we are running a promo right now just through this weekend, 50% off an annual. So um, it's a great time. You can get a, a gift for someone right around that $50, $55 mark. So, um, and that's a full year. That's mm-hmm. access to the lodge. It's access to all the other great 24-7 sites and, and the recruiting analysts. Brandon Huffman, Greg Biggins, Blair Angulo, um, it's videos, all all the stuff. I mean, we just keep adding things. Carter Baines does an amazing job for us. Baseball, basketball, you name it, we got it. So um, it's a great time to join us. Angie, thank you so much for your time. As always, we appreciate the perspective. Beaverblitz.com. Thanks so much, and we'll do it again soon. Hope to see you at a bowl game down the road here soon. Thanks, Angie. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Angie Machado, we break. We come back with Derek Bruns on 1240 Joe Radio. Why is Woodstock's Pizza all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people? Because no matter who you are or where you're from, you can create the perfect pizza at Woodstock's. So you can choose from over 35 fresh toppings, four made-fresh daily crust options, several cheese options, including vegan and dairy-free, and six sauce options, including vegan and dairy-free, all to go along with your choice of dine-in, takeout, or delivery to most of Corvallis. So, Woodstock's Pizza is all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people. Woodstock's Pizza, Kings Boulevard in Corvallis. Hey everyone, if you're looking for an appliance like a refrigerator or a freezer or dishwasher, cooking appliances, washers and dryers, or an appliance accessory, contact Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. The best place to buy appliances at 21 Main Street in Lebanon. They offer install and delivery on the product they sell, like Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Maytag, Speed Queen. They even offer service on most major brands. Kellenberger Appliance at 21 Main Street in Lebanon and on the web at kellenbergers.com. Get a great deal on Kubota M-Series utility tractors. Kubota's powerful and versatile lineup is rated number one in durability and owner experience. So whether you need to mow, rake, stack, lift, or pull, you can get it done right with Kubota M-Series utility tractors. And right now, get a Kubota utility tractor for $0 down, 0% APR for up to 48 months, plus save $3,000 now through December 31st. See Lynn Benton Tractor and Tangent or go to KubotaUSA.com for a full disclaimer. In sports, it's important to have a talented starting lineup. The same is true if you need some advice with personal or business tax planning or just some help with strategy. See the starting lineup at Tax and Wealth Management, David Mendenhall, Bill Heck, or Robert Berry. They have the experience you need to successfully execute the game plan every time. They'd also like to take this moment to wish all of their clients and friends a very safe and joyous holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. Do you enjoy trap shooting? It takes a little skill and practice, but it's a lot of fun. And for networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot, you can join the Albany Gun Club. It's only 25 bucks a year, and you get a discount on rounds that will quickly cover your membership costs. They're holding a meet shoot on December 3rd with novice, intermediate, and expert levels. Entry tickets are just 5 bucks, with a chance to win bacon, turkey, and sausage. The Albany Gun Club, three and three-quarters miles east of I-5 on Highway 20. Bring your shotgun and shells. Shooting starts at 9 o'clock. For more info, go to albanygunclub.com. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. 
Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. With Japan's two-and-a-half-year ban on international cruise ships having been lifted last month, Princess Cruises says it will resume trips to and from its home port of Japan early next year. The company, a carnival brand, says that beginning March 15th, the Diamond Princess will take off from Tokyo for cruises ranging from 5 to 19 days. Ulta Beauty late yesterday crushed expectations in reporting a profit of $5.34 a share for the latest quarter. The beauty products retailer also beat with revenue and boosted its outlook for the current quarter. Despite the positive results, Ulta shares are little changed today. Stocks are modestly lower overall. The S&P 500 is down 17 points. The Dow Industrial is lower by 60. The Nasdaq Composite has dipped 70. It's been a rough year for tech stocks. Even with the recent rally, the Nasdaq has dropped 28% of its value. That trend has dinged every sector, including cybersecurity. U.S. oil futures, four-day win streak is over. January crude today slid 1.5%. That's your money now. Attention all business owners who rent or lease space, including storage space. Stop wasting your money paying someone else for your space. You can now save a ton of money and own your own building with the incredible end-of-the-year sale prices from General Steel. That's right. Start saving money every month on renting space from others. Just call 866-95-STEEL to see how General Steel can help you save money. Our 50-year structural warranty buildings are custom designed for your needs and save you a ton of money. Call 866-95-STEEL. Take it from a successful entrepreneur. If you need to expand or start a new business, you need General Steel. Great team and the competitive pricing is the reason I went with General Steel. Call 866-95-STEEL now and you can get any of our popular quick construction structures, including a 40 by 60 foot building or a 50 by 100 clear span building at end of the year savings. Call 866-95-STEEL. That's 866-957-8335. It's Medicare open enrollment time. See the Medicare specialists at Rhodes Warden Insurance Agency. Look at all the 2022 plan choices, including prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage. This is your time to see if you can find a lower premium and extra benefits. Open enrollment starts October 15th and ends December 7th. Call now to make an appointment. Since 1961, Rhodes Warden Insurance Agency, Lebanon, Albany, and Staten, or RhodesWardenINS.com. Burst's Chocolates looks forward to seeing all their customers and making some new ones this holiday season. Over the last 84 years, a lot of things have changed, but the way Burst's makes candy has not. They still prefer the old-fashioned method of making their candy in small batches by hand, right in the store. However, if you're looking for something a little different, Burst's has added imported chocolates and confections this year. Make Burst's Chocolates part of your holiday tradition. Between 3rd and 4th on Madison and downtown Corvallis, they're online at burstchocolates.com. Sweetening the Valley since 1938. I'm Dennis Silvers, a golf guru, with another Golf Minute to help with those left-to-right breakers. For most right-handed golfers, like me, the putt that breaks to the right is especially difficult because it moves away from the body. The tendency is to underread the break and miss on the low side of the hole. To make more of these putts, adjust your ball position to counteract the slope. Choose your starting line and then move the ball forward in your stance from inside your left heel to opposite the big toe. This gives the putter face more time to square up and help start the putt on the correct line instead of going off to the right as usually happens. Just reverse the concept if you're faced with a right to left breaking putt. 
Just move the ball back to about the middle of your stance. So remember, when faced with those left to right breaking putts, just position the ball farther forward in your stance and you'll have a lot more success. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. Ew, gotta get rid of this old Backstreet Boys t-shirt. Tell me why. Because it stinks, boys. Tell me why. I've washed it so many times, but the odor won't come out. Tell me why. No, you tell me why I can't get rid of this odor. Have you tried new Downy Rinse and Refresh? It doesn't just cover up odors. It helps remove them. Wow, it worked, guys. Yeah. Downy Rinse and Refresh removes more odor in one wash than the leading value detergent in three washes. Find it wherever you buy laundry products. This is Staples. So rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship. Mm -hmm. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need. Boxes? Yep. Mailers? Yeah. And we have UPS here in store. Huh. What will Staples think of next? <laughs> right? No, seriously, I'm asking, what, what, what will they think of next? Staples is your one-stop shipping destination. Now get 50% off shipping boxes, mailers, or tubes when you buy five of the same item in-store or online with one-hour pickup. Staples, the best-kept secret in shipping. Ends 1231. Exclusions apply. Visit staplesconnect.com slash shipping for details. Hey Siri, uh -huh. take me to the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. One option is Joe Crow Reservoir in Oregon. Is that the one you're looking for? No. Which the Joe Beaver? The Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. On it. It's a destination people have sought for generations. Coming near Oregon? And take my wagon train to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Be sure to come prepared. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated too. Right on the arm. And with the proper gear. Shall we select our masks? And even in this exacting age. Everything you say comes back to bite you. Come ready to contribute, even if your own son has his doubts. Dad and his mysterious phone calls. <laughs> Remembering what a call to Joe can do. Those phone calls put you through college. As you draw closer, note the surrounding characters. And know this, John and Mike will celebrate when you get here. Arrived at the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. Mike Parker with John Warren heading into our second hour, a busy hour indeed. We will celebrate, as Bruce just said. Bells will ring when you arrive. It's a little bit of a celebration. We're going to celebrate, though, an event yesterday and talk on a couple of different angles. In fact, with three different people, we'll be celebrating it this hour the text line is open if you have any thoughts about things we discussed with Angie, anything else you'd like to jump in with. The University Honda text line available. The Downward Dog phone line, not so much this hour, but we'd love to get some texts and see if we can work them in as we have opportunity. 541-497-5356. But all three of our guests in the, the hour will touch on the event from yesterday the Beyond the Classroom event, the field trip game, 9,604 fans, 8,000 of which were students from 71 schools, one of which was Whitworth Elementary, where Derek Bruns, a former Beaver long snapper in the early 2000s out of McMinnville High School, Derek is the principal at Whitworth in Dallas, brought a lot of young people to the event yesterday. We can talk to Derek about a number of things, football, the Beavers, the win, but the event yesterday. So it's a pleasure to welcome Derek Bruns to the Joe Beaver Show. Derek, good afternoon. Thanks for your time. How are you today? I'm great, Mike. Thanks for having me. 
How's Henry doing? He's great. He's great. He was at the game yesterday, too, at his school. Good for him. Now, where's Henry going? I'm talking about your son. How old's Henry now, and where does he go to school? Uh, Henry's a seventh grader at Lions Falling Middle School in Corvallis. Okay, and they, they were part of the entourage as well. The thing, the reason I start with Henry is just because he's a little bit older amongst the age groups that attended elementary and middle school students. Henry is such an observer. I met him and visited with him at a, at a Buffalo Wild Wings coaches show a few years ago, and I'm still just so impressed by his love and attention to detail and knowledge that he had then about sports and everything in it as a maybe a fourth or fifth grader then. Is he still living in that world, Derek? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's our, <laughs> he's our uh, local uh, Beaver Sports Rain Man and, and all other sports <laughs> info as well. So, yeah, he's all-knowing, that's for sure. He, he, he thinks he is. Well, no, I bet he enjoyed the football game on Saturday and knew everything about what happened on every play probably. Am I right? Yeah, you know, he actually was sick for the game and ended up staying home, but... Um, when we walked in the door, he credited himself with a, a T-shirt change at, at the uh, 31 to 10 mark, okay. and that started the rally. So. Wow. That's, Very nice. Hey, I, we've all been trying to piece together just how what what happened. How did it happen? And now we know. So thank you for that. And thank Henry on Very behalf good. of Beaver Nation. Derek Bruns, our guest, the principal at Whitworth Elementary in Dallas. Derek, you said it was the first time you've ever attended it. So how... How in your world is the principal there? Does the whole thing come about, and how do you execute it? Yeah, you know, early November, um, an email usually comes out from the basketball team um, that they are having the event uh, this year, and they set a date, and they ask us to kind of fill out an intent letter of how many kids and buses and any uh, accommodations we need. And uh, like I said, this was year 11, and I've been getting those emails and trying to rally folks and figure it out and try and make it work. And this year, I threw it out there to my staff, and they were beyond excited and, and uh, ready to do it. Derek, this is John. So we're marveling, and we'll have someone on from Oregon State who, who put this whole thing together, a giant party planner. But from your angle, yeah. in the, the, the grade schools and the schools in the area that you are a principal of, uh, what do you guys have to do? Do you just have to order up, know what the date is and the time, order up the buses and say, let's go? Or do you have to do more than that? Yeah, that, that's the big one is the transportation piece. It's finding out with um, whether we have a, a contracted company or we have our own local transportation within the districts and just finding out if we have enough drivers um, and getting that schedule in advance. Uh, one, of the, one of the hang-ups sometimes can be uh, will we return the buses in time to be able to start taking kids home from certain uh, schools and levels. Um, so yeah, those, all those things come into play. And then, um, you know, our food service folks, you know, they made, you know, who knows, three, four, five hundred lunches for uh, kids yesterday just from my school district. So uh, there's a lot of peanut butter and jelly. Uh, but other than that, it's, uh, it's getting the buses, the uh, food requests, and then making sure we've got the adults to supervise the kids. Derek, and you said everybody got very excited to do it this year. Is there another piece to it is it do you yeah. then come back like today or early next week and talk to the kids about their experience yeah big time um you know we used it as a a thank you to the kids um and you know for the teachers as well as a great start to our school year um you know you hear some of the some of the unfortunate stories around um the nation about you know kids coming back to school from the pandemic and some of the social emotional um, issues that are in schools and behavior. And, uh, you know, luckily enough, where I'm at in my fourth, fifth grade school, 
you know, we're able to kind of weather the storm um, when kids return and find out what they need. And so we used it as an opportunity to say thank you to the kids and give them just a, a day of something different and be outside the classroom. And, you know, what what better way to spend it than going to the, the best university in the state of Oregon in the Pac-12, right? You know, Derek, we posed this question to our listeners, and and everybody concurs, and I'm sure you would, too, that you remember certain things from your childhood, uh, various uh, field trips you may have ever taken. And I can't imagine what what it would have been like to be a 9, 10, 11-year-old boy or girl and get to go see a basketball game for a field trip on a school day, on a school day because those things are just <laughs> unique to kids. So I imagine that you've, you've talked to them now, but you know this will stick with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, definitely. Um, having fourth and fifth graders, you know, preteens, um, and giving them the experience to see what a four-year university looks like that's only 45 minutes away from where they live um, gives them that hopeful aspirations of, you know, looking to, to do big things as they go through middle school and high school. Um, two big quotes yesterday from our, our school, we had uh, kids, you know, say to, to the, the adults, you know, I've never seen anything like this before while standing, you know, waving their beaver flag and enjoying it. Another kid, you know, said, I've always wanted to be on a big screen, and it happened for them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they loved it. You know, we taught them the fight song the morning of in, in an assembly. Our music teacher broke it down for them. So when that, when that first fight song started, they all stood up. <laughs> music cool. teacher stood up. They were leading them through it. So it was, it was pretty great for our kids. Do, do any kids not go? Are there kids back at school that just don't want to or can't for whatever reason? Yeah, yeah. You know, out of 300 and... 80-some kids, I only had about a dozen stay back. And there's some, some families, some students that, you know, there's some worries there or just they're, they're not comfortable with going in that, that type of crowd. And, and that's okay right now. And that's okay, uh, all right for them to, you know, have those worries and concerns. And then there were some folks that made the choice not to go based on um, acceptability. Um, but there were, that was not on the Oregon State side. That was just on those families feeling you know, that their, their student had some special needs and they they weren't able to go with their students, so they stayed back. And we made it a fun atmosphere of school, kind of a one-room schoolhouse, and they, they did some things as far as, um, you know, being able to access certain things technology-wise, iPads, some great um, STEM activities, things like that at school for the day, and just kind of gave them a day off as well from the, the grind of mm-hmm. math, reading, and writing. Mm-hmm. And how many adult chaperones does it take per kids like every 10 kids or how do you do that yeah so um our classroom sizes range anywhere from um low 20s up to the 28 range and so we uh, paired every classroom teacher with at least one assistant um and some some classrooms need more than one assistant based on student needs um and so we went 100 percent with the staff that we have and we took right around 50 staff with um, right around 380 kids. Now I've got one last curious question. Were you with friends while at, for the Stanford game, and were you having to explain what goes on when a, a, a deep snapper goes down <laughs> and why there wouldn't be you another know, one? So, <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Um, you know, you, you try and explain to folks the position and, and how it's uh, – it's a niche that, that earns your way onto a team or a field. And somebody, you know, just said to me one day, well, why don't they just have a different lineman do it? And, uh, you know, you go back to the, I believe it was the 2002 or three at Washington State game when I got injured and I was a backup that was starting. And 
Um, you know, we were holding tryouts on the sideline trying to figure out who could snap a ball uh, up at Washington State. And so, you know, you, a long snapper goes down, and if you don't have somebody else that, that can get the job done, it, it can it can unfortunately, you know, take your team from having a lead against, I believe at that time it was number six Washington State, and watching it dwindle away on the day. So it's a, it's a big-time position that I think people don't know a lot about, and um, I would encourage any, any kid who's got aspirations of, of playing at the highest level to learn how to do that. I'm a walking product of finding a way onto a division one football team. Yeah, Derek, I wanted to close with, and we're going to talk to Reagan Beers from the basketball team itself, get her perspective on her life and career early at Oregon State, as well as yesterday's event, and then Bree Galvez, who helped galvanize the department with the help of many others, Jackie, your wife, I'm sure included, and, and everybody at Oregon State got on board with this event. But I did want to get kind of close with your inspirational story and get a little more detail in what you just alluded to remind us again of your your journey to oregon state as a walk-on i presume if i remember correctly long snapper did you go to long snapping camps early out of mcminnville high school or elsewhere was that did you feel like hey i can specialize in this and find my way to a college football program you know, it's just one of those things that as being um, a lineman in, you know, middle school, high school, that uh, eventually we, we ended up punting the ball and things like that as you transition from flag football into middle school football. And I think I was playing center at the time. And so, you know, gave it a shot and tried it out and tried to figure it out. And I can't think back to the time that, you know, exactly it clicked for me. Um, but being a basketball player, and that was my first, first favorite sport, um, you know, chest passing, things like that worked out. And I was just able to do it, and nobody else ever seemed to want it to. Um, and then when I came to Oregon State, you know, I, I, I didn't uh, follow any aspirations or dreams to play small college football, basketball, track, or anything like that. And for some reason, I just felt like there was a draw to keep playing sports that, that first term I was in school. And <clears throat> I had a classmate who was an equipment manager on the team, and we kind of jokingly back and forth talked about, you know, the possibilities here and there. And he kind of just said to me, you know, I'm at practice, and I'm, and I'm not seeing us have a, a, a solid long snapper that could get the job done, and it was actually Noah Happy at the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was everything, everything special teams as he was coming up on a, being a DM. So him having to do that job as long and, and play defense and all the mm-hmm. special teams. You know, I went to a walk-on tryout in March um, of 2002, and um, I ran a 40, not very fast, did some cone drills semi-athletically <laughs> and snapped about a dozen balls, and it sent me up to see Lightning to get my gear, and kind of it all moved on from wow. there. Um, had a pair of shorts and a T-shirt to start with and a locker without a lock on it, and, you know, as time went by, uh, Coach Erickson gave me an opportunity and, um, and then gone to Coach Riley, and kind of that's the, the, the takeoff of the story and ended up, being a part of a pretty special deal with Alexis Turner and the Groza. So yes. pretty, I'm pretty uh, thankful for all of it. Did you snap then in the LSU game? Yes, I did snap all those balls. What what were yeah, the were was, the conditions? Yeah, I the mean, snaps were good. The snaps were good. <laughs> yeah, they were. The yeah. conditions though was this was the field extra soggy or I mean yeah. we've talked to Alexis. It's been a lo- enough time to to talk about it. Yeah. Plus what he did and how he went on. But yeah, I mean I remember going down on the field before the game and it, when it was perfectly dry, it felt like you're walking on a cushion. Soaking wet must have been miserable. Yeah, it was like playing playing football in a, in a sandbox, a grassy sandbox. 
Um, every time we went up to snap a ball, which I think we, we at that point, had tied a record or set a record for punts as well that day. Um, and with nine, I think, is what it was. So going out there every time to snap a, a punt or a field goal, the ball was just covered in sand. Um, and so, I mean, it was, it was conditions that, that were crazy. I mean, you, you can't blame Savvy Piscatelli for falling yeah. down on that interception return. I mean, there's no way to keep your feet out there at all. So, um, but, yeah, snapping those balls for Alexis was, was wild. Um, I could feel the vibration of the, of the sound in the ball on that last one. And then just just hearing it go dead silent, and then all of a sudden, you know, LSU people go wild, and I was on the bottom of a pile underneath, I think Marcus Spears or somebody mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and and knew what happened, and just it was it was unbelievable. And Derek, to see, uh, you know, how proud you guys all must have been to work together through that as a unit, as an operation, and it's not as though, I mean. Coach Riley did give another care. I can't remember John. Somebody the next week, I think, kicked the ball or two somewhere after the the zero for three, at, at least the three PAT misses at LSU. But what did you see from your perspective, working with that special teams unit group? How Alexis persevered through that, got through that to become the best kicker and the Groza Award winner. Yeah, I mean, I think it just it it speaks to you know his his resilience as an athlete and just as a human being. I mean, um, we all were walk-ons that were part of that, that group of three, you know, Colt Charles, uh, was the, the holder mm-hmm. walk-on quarterback at a, uh, somewhere little in Idaho, you know, me at a McMinnville, Alexis at a Fontana, California, um, just, you know, all of us sticking together and, and knowing that we had found our niche to be there and we were going to grind through it. Um, the other kicker that you mentioned, John, was John Daly out of Jesuit High School. Right. Uh, came in with Mike Half, and John was a great athlete, a great pitcher. I mean, he looked like a middle linebacker uh, playing kicker, throw 90 miles an hour. And, mm-hmm. you know, John got that opportunity for the next week and kicked, and Alexis just kept grinding, stuck with it, um, and, uh, you know, got the job back and never turned it over. I know you're a principal and not a teacher anymore, but that story should be used. I don't know how you put it together, but that should be in classrooms or the land because he literally went from worst to first Mm -hmm. and never gave up. I think it's a great story. Did you ever, were you ever asked to do anything else? In other words, did you go in as an actual lineman and play or was it all snaps for you? All snaps for me. Uh, That was strictly what I did. Um, I think I might have tried uh, a, uh, a time or two on the scout team um, offense or something like that early, early in my first spring ball. And um, I think Calvin Carlisle uh, hit me once and I realized after that it was uh, <laughs> going to be my time with the, kick- with the kickers. So I-, I moved myself over there. Derek, last thing from your perspective as a proud alum of Oregon State football and a graduate elementary education and now an educator and have had a great career in it. Thank you for sharing your perspective on bringing your kids in from Whitworth and Dallas. Sounds like a wonderful experience. But your thoughts watching the Beaver football team 2022 from the O-line play to the special teams operations to Jonathan himself and just your thoughts about what's happening with Beaver football. Yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited as an alum, former player. I mean, being connected to the athletic department with my wife and her position as CFO and SWA, mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's just, it's so rewarding to see, um, and I used this word before, the resilience to, to get through the tough times and, and move on and, and to have the people that are, that are there at Oregon State that have been through the trenches of, as players and to go from one and, you know, 11 or whatever it was to now where, 
where Smitty's got us, and, and, and having a defensive coordinator in Trent um, that's returned, um, you know, a, a definite offensive mind in Brian Lindgren, and, and just see it all come out in the players. And, and just those guys remind me so much of that, that team that came in after the Fiesta Bowl with, you know, maybe some, some guys that were um, undervalued or they weren't recruited as strong somewhere, but just amazing athletic talent and ability. And just to grind and get better over the years and turn it, turn it into or back into, you know, a top 25 or, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully as we continue to rise, a 15 top 10 powerhouse. So I could be more proud to, to brag about being a former Beaver football player, uh, Oregon State alum. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely something that, that is close to my heart. And, um, you know, being a part of the athletic department with my wife there um, and what they're doing and the commitment that that, executive staff has had yes. um, in, in Jonathan Smith to rebuild it and building it with people that are familiar and things like that just makes it so much better. Derek, it is a, it's really nice to talk to you again. We've seen you off and on and talked off and on through the years, but in this sort of official capacity after the tremendous event yesterday, uh, we appreciate you taking time to share your thoughts with us out of Dallas. Congratulations on the success you've had in your career as an educator and principal now at Whitworth Elementary in Dallas. Jackie does a great job in her role at Oregon State, as you just talked about. And, and I want to talk to Henry again and just get his perspective soon. I'd love to, see, love to talk to, to Henry, who's an amazing uh, member of your family. So thank you for everything, and let's talk again soon, Derek. You bet, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm sure Henry's going to be excited to see you at the bowl game wherever we go. So get ready for, okay. <laughs> for his questions, and, and wow. he'll be ready for yours. I'll have questions um, for I'm him. One last, yeah. one last thank you to Sarah Elcano and her staff at, at Oregon State to put on the, the event You know, in the 11th year. I thought it was great. I brought 800 people from, from Dallas School District mm-hmm. um, that were all together with us, and you know everything was smooth for us. We got in. We got out. Um, you know, there's things that are in your control, out of control, but I thought that, that they ran a great event, and um, we're going back year after year after year as far as I'm concerned. Excellent. Great to hear. We'll talk to Bree Galvez about that, who will sort of represent Sarah and the whole team at OSU Athletics a little bit later. One of the players, Reagan Beers, is next. Thanks a lot, Derek. We'll talk again soon. Reagan Beers coming up. Uh, one of the outstanding women's basketball players who entertained with her great play and the entire team did that amazing crowd at Gill yesterday. Reagan next on 1240 Joe Radio. Get the Mexican-inspired craze you'll crave at Qdoba Mexican Eats with new brisket birria. We're talking tender, shredded beef, slow-cooked for 10 hours in chili and garlic, infusing the authentic flavors of the popular Mexican street food. Top your favorite entree or try the quesabiria quesadilla or burrito. Brisket birria layered with their signature three-cheese queso. From Mexico to food trucks and now to your plate, get in on the birria craze and order today at Qdoba.com. It was a Sunday, and I had just sat down in the recliner with a bowl of chips to watch the big game when I heard a terrible sound. I hope you're not planning on sitting around the house all day. you got to get to work on this place. That game's just going to have to wait. I would, but I don't have all the equipment. That's no excuse. You can rent everything at Philomath Rental, and since they're open on Sundays, you can go out there right now. Darn you, Philomath Rental. Open seven days a week. Philomath Rental, behind Landmark Realty, just a mile and a half west of the Sunset Shopping Center. Tools and equipment for your home, farm, and business. 
Burst's Chocolates looks forward to seeing all their customers and making some new ones this holiday season. Over the last 84 years, a lot of things have changed. But the way Burst's makes candy has not. They still prefer the old-fashioned method of making their candy in small batches by hand, right in the store. However, if you're looking for something a little different, Burst's has added imported chocolates and confections this year. Make Burst's Chocolates part of your holiday tradition. Between 3rd and 4th on Madison and downtown Corvallis, they're online at burstchocolates.com. Sweetening the Valley since 1938. Have you been putting off that remodeling project? Have you finally decided to take a leap and get it done? For over 30 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, wood and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands that you know, love and gotta have. They're on the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering and go Beebs! A lot of land comes with a lot of work, and the new Kubota MX Series has a lot to offer, including the versatility to mow, move bales of hay, grade roads, and clear brush and snow. The new Kubota MX Series is rated number one in durability and owner experience. Visit Lynn Benton Tractor in Tangent or go to lynnbentontractor.com. We're still doing business the American way. Do you enjoy trap shooting? It takes a little skill and practice, but it's a lot of fun. And for networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot, you can join the Albany Gun Club. It's only 25 bucks a year, and you get a discount on rounds that will quickly cover your membership costs. They're holding a meet shoot on December 3rd with novice, intermediate, and expert levels. Entry tickets are just 5 bucks, with a chance to win bacon, turkey, and sausage. The Albany Gun Club, 3 and 3 quarters miles east of I-5 on Highway 20. Bring your shotgun and shells. Shooting starts at 9 o'clock. For more info, go to albanygunclub.com. We continue on the Joe Beaver Show, Mike Parker with John Warren. It is a pleasure to welcome Reagan Beers from Littleton, Colorado, and Valor Christian High School, who is off to a great start in her Oregon State career. But before we even get to that and her story and her journey to Oregon State, her tremendous career in, in Littleton, Colorado, Reagan, uh, we just spoke with somebody who was a principal at Whitworth Elementary School who brought, I think, I think he said, what, about 800 or 600 people from the 400 from Dallas Dallas and Whitworth Elementary in that community to come in and watch your team play against uh, Southern yesterday as part of the Beyond the Classroom game, the field trip game, 9,604 fans, uh, which included 8,000 young people from all over the state and they came to see you and your team and experience the Oregon State campus. Our first question is simply what was it like Reagan to 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 play before that kind of crowd with all those young people? What did that mean to you and the team? Yeah, it was an amazing experience. I I never experienced anything like that before. So to play in Gill with it packed like that was truly amazing and in the timeouts when all the kids and um, uh, all the families there were just getting so loud. I couldn't hear myself think. And I was watching Coach Rubik, and I was trying to listen to him, but all I could, hear, all I could see was his mouth moving. I couldn't really hear him, so thanks <laughs> for his signals. But <laughs> it was just an amazing experience, and um, I'm so glad we got to do that. And thank you to everyone who came out, because you guys truly made it an amazing um, afternoon yesterday. And now, now, age-wise, you're not that far removed. What would that have meant to you if you were in junior high and got to go to a, a women's basketball game as a youngster? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just what have impacted me a lot. I loved watching um, college at such a young age. Um, I loved watching because I knew it was something I always wanted to do. So um, all the girls on the floor just impacted me in a way that was just unbelievable. So I'm glad that I get to do the same for the kids coming to these games and watching online. Reagan Beers, our guest. Now, from Littleton, Colorado, Valor Christian School. Explain to us how big that is in conjunction with all the other schools in the state. Were you the highest level or somewhere in the middle or small? Mm-hmm. So we were a private school. We um, held about 1,200 um, kids total. Uh, sports-wise, we were in the 5A, so it was like the top class. Um, so we competed against the best from around the state. Um and so we got to thankfully get better every game, which was really fun. But um, I loved Valerie. It was a great experience. Prepared me well for what I'm doing here with a bunch of, lots of good coaching staff and lots of great teachers um, that prepared me well for here. So according to other schools, we were on the smaller side because we were a private school, um, but still enjoyed playing against uh, the bigger and public schools. Reagan Beers, our guest. Reagan, a little bit on... There's so many aspects of your story we're hoping to learn today and really appreciate you taking time to the beyond the classroom game for one other uh, sort of hit on that. You and your team engage in a, I don't know how many minutes it is, seven minutes, the eight minute, seven minute mingle. I can't remember, but it's a mingle after games mm-hmm. when kids and families come down. Certainly 8,000 can't come down and do that. Or did it feel like they did? How did that part of it go yesterday? <laughs> Yeah, so we have the eight-minute mingle usually, which is, again, such a fun time. I mean, all the spectators that don't have a bedtime, of course, get to come down and um, tell us about our game. And I have some people coming up talking about my, my free throws or how they love watching me play or love watching um, Yelena and all this stuff. And um, um, last night it was different, though, because there were so many kids and obviously they could come on the floor. Um, I actually... Uh, ramp to the top, like near the bleachers, um, because our, our director of operations, Olivia, was like, hey, um, need some people to go up there. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So I ran up the bleachers and climbed over the railing, actually, and ran up to see how some of the kids that were sitting um, near the top. And even though they were up there, you could definitely hear them the whole game, that's for sure. But um, that even a mingle is always fun, and thankfully we got to do that with um, some of the kids and some of the schools there yesterday. That's really cool that you went up to them, since not all 8,000 could necessarily make their way to you. That's really sweet to hear. Reagan, you mentioned you knew from a young age that college basketball it was sort of a goal and a dream. How young, and were you good early when you were coming up uh, You know, through I think the, the, the Edge Hoops basketball club growing up where you played with Lauren Betts, who's at Stanford. I mean, were you at a young age thinking, hey, I'm good at this and this is what I want to do? Yeah, for sure. It definitely happened at a young age. Um, I remember the first time I used to play for my dad and my mom, actually, when I first began. Uh, we were on a team called the Ponytail Posse, and I played on <laughs> that team with my dad as my coach uh, up until about the fifth grade. And then fifth grade hit, and my dad's like, all right, I, I don't got any more to teach you, so you have to send you somewhere where um, you can learn and grow in your skills. So they sent me to EJ Hoops, where you mentioned, yes, I played with um, Lauren Betts for a couple of years, which was awesome. I mean, we just fed off each other. You made each other better. And, of course, now we, get, we played each other against each other for four years yeah. in high school because she was at Grandview. Um, so we got to continue to make each other better there when um, we uh, were no longer on the same club. But growing up, um, I think around fifth grade, sixth grade hit when – Orion and I kind of started playing together, and I was on EJ Hoops, and we started going to these bigger tournaments, which I had never experienced before. Seeing all these college coaches coming 
and watching girls that were in high school um, and seeing as a sixth grader, sixth grader, sixth grader uh, little kids seeing these girls and the fact that they get to go play basketball for four, five, six more years was just so much fun. And at that moment hit, I'm like, okay, that's what I want to do. I know it. Um, so that that was really fun and getting to play with Lauren, obviously. She's a great player. made made me better for sure. Mm. And, you know, coming to this level is kind of unreal. Something that I knew I wanted to do, and I'm so glad I have the opportunity to do it. As a kid, were you always the tallest? Did you play center uh, throughout the, your time of playing uh, youth basketball? Yeah, I was pretty much the biggest girl on the floor until, of course, um, when EJ Hoops came and Lauren was bigger than me, and it was kind of a nice break, <laughs> um, to be honest. But, again, I was still – me and her were obviously down low um, all the time, so we had that high-low game going on. Um, but, yeah, I was usually the biggest on the floor, if not one of the biggest. <laughs> That uh, high-low game looks pretty good between you and Yelena right now, too, yeah. for that matter. But, mm-hmm. hey, I want to ask you about um, – uh, thank you, by the way. I just read EJ, and I thought, okay, is this EJ or Edge? And I took – I had a 50-50 chance of getting it right. And I said, Edge, my apologies, EJ hopes. But if, if at a young age it hits you, wow, you can go on and keep playing this game beyond, that's a fairly mature thought to have at that young age. Have you loved it and the process to get to where you are now with even bigger things ahead here at Oregon State and beyond? Have you enjoyed the whole process? Was there ever, when you kind of get on that track, Reagan, where was there ever a time, I'm tired of this, I'm burned out, I need a break? I know you had an injury, which we'll talk about in a moment, that enforced a break upon you. But did you have you always just loved playing the game and never got weary of the process? Yeah, um, when the when I was little, and of course it was just for fun, and then I started being recruited, and my dad kept asking me, he was like, are you burned out? Do you need a break? All this stuff. And for some reason, I'm like, no, I don't need a break. Are you kidding? I can do this 24-7. So <laughs> it was funny because some people do get burned out, but I was just like, no, I, I'm not done yet. I want to keep going. Um, and that recruiting process was so fun. I mean, getting to meet a bunch of new people, um, all these new coaches, uh, and building relationships that – even when I go to play these coaches, they'll remember me, I'll remember them, and, you know, I'll tell them a good game or whatever. And, I mean, that process was fun. Engaged me, all those people, and it was just fun. I mean, growing up, it was uh, fun because my dad was always asking me, mm-hmm. the moment you're burned out, you better tell me yeah. you can stop. That's and good. that moment never hit, and it hasn't hit since. No, but <laughs> absolute kudos to him for making sure that this is just for fun, that you're enjoying the process. That's great. Mm-hmm. Reagan Beer's joining us here today um when did you start to notice people were looking at you for perhaps your future i don't know how low in the grades they can start to look at people but we hear of you know these football players getting offers when they're in sixth grade and you go (laughs) what in the world when did you start to notice that yeah it definitely did not start for me in sixth grade because that's crazy (laughs) but so i would say about the summer going into freshman year of high school um that club summer is when a couple of schools started calling me. I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Um, so that summer kind of hit it off, and then freshman year of high school, um, I did I did pretty well. And then the next summer, so, uh, summer of the sophomore year is really when um, I kind of started getting more looks by bigger schools and more people started calling me, and I um, got to meet a bunch of new people, which is really fun. But um, those two summers really – uh, at EJ kind of um, influenced a lot um, and really started my recruiting process, um, which was really, really fun. 
Reagan, you've used the word fun several times, and you've talked about, I mean, I can hear it in your voice. There's a joy in this whole thing. You love what you're doing, and, and I think a sense of gratefulness to be able to do what you're doing. And mm-hmm. and, and you talk about the recruiting cross, uh, process being fun. Was it mainly that for you? We wonder sometimes if certain schools and approaches and you – know, a little too much high pressure. We need a commitment now. We're going to you. Know, we're going to build everything around you. Uh, come, are you. Are you on board or not? I mean, I don't know how that whole thing went, but if you use the word fun, for the most part, did you respect the approach that programs had in recruiting you? I did, 100%. The coaches that recruited me did a great job of, um, you know, ma- making sure we built that relationship between coach and player um, person to person, not necessarily like you're my player, I'm your coach, and that's that. It was more of getting to know one another, getting to know families, um, all about that. And that's part of the reason why I chose Oregon State. Coaches did a great job of doing that. And but all the coaches through the recruiting process were very, um, very good at just creating a relationship with me and not making it all about basketball, which I really enjoyed. And I think that's why I love um, the recruiting process. And got to meet all these people that want to know more about me, more about my family, more about what I love to do outside of basketball. Now, being highly touted, four-star recruit, you, you'd be wanted by virtually all the top blue blood five programs, five-star, sorry. Um, how hard was it to say no? Uh, and, and how quickly did you lock on to Oregon State? And, and I mean, what was that, that final process for you? Did you take all the visits you had required? I mean, how did that go for you? Because we don't talk to five-stars very often. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting. I mean, of course, COVID hit, and COVID was that summer was when I was going to take all my official visits um, to some of my top schools. So that kind of threw a wrench in things. Um, so instead, I did lots of Zoom calls and lots of tours um, over Zoom. Um, so that kind of threw stuff off just a little bit. So I, think I only actually only went on one official visit, and that was to Oregon State, and that was after I committed. So I didn't actually go on any officials before I committed um, due to COVID. But I mean, some of those schools at the very end and finalizing my recruiting process, those schools were some of them were hard to say no to. I really enjoyed the coach, um, really enjoyed the school. So in the end, it was, it was hard, but in the end, I loved Coach Rook and the staff here and the family environment that he's creating. It's just, just amazing. I want to be a part of it. Reagan Beers, our guest. Reagan, I alluded briefly to an enforced break. <laughs> which you would probably, uh, you, you persevered through it, but in July of 2020, in an article I read about you, you were you got a steal or you were on your way out on a run out, went to go up for a layup, a defender comes in from the side, peripheral vision, maybe you adjusted something and, and it wasn't quite the flow to the layup that you had hoped, and you heard a pop and you tore your ACL. A dramatic moment in your life, Reagan, that I'm sure you'll never really forget that's a that's a big time injury. How did you know? Do you remember it clearly, vividly? The sound of it, the the feel of it, and then how did you make your way through the next year before you got back on the court again? Yeah, um, that was not my um, best moment in basketball. That's for sure. <laughs> but you said it right. I mean, I got a steal, went for a fast break, and the girl on the side in my position, she didn't actually hit me. It was it was a wild been layup that I should have made, but in the end, I actually missed it. Um, but, uh, she came from the side and I kind of saw her and like you said, I, I kind of adjusted my shot a little bit because I was not afraid of getting blocked, but I just mm-hmm. didn't want to um, get hit or whatever. So I went up and I landed and um, the funny thing is some people when they tear their ACL, they're like, oh, I didn't even know it tore. It kind of just like felt a little weird. But for me, I felt my, <laughs> I felt my knee hyperextend and go out to the right and pop and I heard it and 
it's just something that I could relive a hundred times if I wanted to because it's so vivid, yeah. <laughs> which is probably sad, but it's okay. It's what it is. But um, that recovery process was obviously not um, the best thing, not, not the most fun. <laughs> um, but, you know, everyone goes through injuries, and it made me tougher on the other end. But going through that, I just have to stay positive. <laughs> I had to remember that God's got my back. He has a plan for me, and um, the plan was to make me better and make me more tough out of that uh, injury which he did. Um, I'm better because of it. And hmm. thankfully it made my labrum surgery, I tore my labrum uh, before senior year, had surgery after. Um, mm-hmm. But that made that recovery a lot easier too because I knew if I could get through an ACL, I could mm-hmm. get through any other type of injury. Um, so it made me tougher, it made me better, and it made me trust in God a lot more, that's for sure. Wow. Well, uh, just so impressed with your, your demeanor and and everything that you shared. Well, this last couple of things, Reagan, I really appreciate your time. The, the, your game itself, I wonder what, if you spent time, if the whole process was fun, as John talked about your five-star recruiting status, McDonald's All-America, did you spend much time reading about yourself? And here's what the analysts and the scouts and the recruiting services are saying. Well, she has great size, agility, and strength, innate leadership. Uh, she has dribble handoff action. She's a trail. She can shoot trail threes. She's skilled at this, that, and the other. I mean, th- these are all true descriptions of your game. Did you get caught up in, oh, what are they saying that about me? Oh, I, I can do that better than they're giving me credit for. Anything like that ever. Yeah, of course there's always that um, little voice inside you that's like, oh, that's wrong, oh, that's right. <laughs> um, but I mainly let my mom focus on reading those articles. Okay. And, if, of course, she would send them to me and I'd glance over and like, oh, that's cool, that's nice of them, or, oh, that's fun, like, you know. But it wasn't really um, – I didn't really uh, be like, oh, like, that's so wrong, or, oh, right. yeah, I know that, I'm this good. It was more of just, oh, well, that's cool, and then I'll get better. Um, I'll just get back in the gym, get better at what I need to get better at. Um, and I was supposed to focus – on what I could do to improve myself. And I knew, um, I know what I'm good at. I know I need, know what I need to improve on all that stuff. So I do my best, um, to not let those, um, voices, those articles, um, impact me in any way. Of course, they're nice to hear when people talk sure. good things about you, but in the end, there's always someone better than you and you got to get back to the gym. You got to get better. There's always someone working harder than you. There's always someone out there that is getting better than you. So, Got to work hard, regardless of what other people say. <laughs> well, we'll close with uh, uh, a thought or two on your high school coach, who I'm, whom I read, Jessica Caldwell, spoke of your unselfishness as a player, and she said almost to a fault sometimes because you would rather, you know, you would have something good around the hoop but give it up to somebody else, and she at times had to press you. Look, no, you can go get yours too. You can score the hoop right there. Did you? <laughs> that's a good quality to have, though. What about Coach Caldwell? <laughs> And playing for her, winning a state championship with your teammates at Valor last spring, what that was like? Yeah, it was that was a really fun experience. Playing for her was just amazing. Of course, he went um, played at Baylor for four years for Coach Mulkey, so obviously has tons of experience at this level. Knows what it takes um, and knows what I needed to do in order to make it at this level. Um, but about freshman and sophomore year, um, there were times that I'd be right in the basket and I was being double or triple teamed, and I would pass it out. But I should just don't make the layup even. But I was using excuse. I'd be like, coach, there's multiple people on you. She's like, I don't care. You're right under the hoop. Shoot the ball. And so that was a pretty common, um, not controversy, not argument that we had, but just constantly her having to say, just shoot instead of passing the ball. But she did a great job of um, making me better. And obviously, working on my post game, working on my 
shot from the outside, which obviously still needs lots of work, but um, making it better than it was. And, of course, like I said, she has tons of experience, so she was one of the best mentors I had in high school, mm-hmm. for sure. Left to play with her. And then, of course, winning state championship was really fun. Um, junior year when they won, I didn't get to play because that was my ACL year. But right. watching my some of my best friends who were seniors at that time um, finally win a state championship because they had worked their butts off for the past before the, the three years that they had been there. And it's finally senior year um, getting that ring was just watching them do that was <laughs> brought me to tears, honestly. Some of the best times, some of the best memories I ever had was jumping on the sideline. I actually almost got a technical in that game. Um, I jumped, <laughs> after my teammate made a three, I jumped onto the court and went crazy, and then the ref told me I had a warning, and the next one would be a technical. So I had to control my energy just a little bit. But in the end, that was so fun watching them um, win when they've been working so hard for the past three years to get to where they got. Reagan Beers, our guest. Last thing, Reagan, how are you making the adjustment to college life, going to school when no one makes you and waking up when no one makes you and uh, the food and all of that? Yeah, it was definitely an adjustment for sure. Um, thankfully, Valley Christian High School, the school that I went to, um, did a great job of preparing me um, for school um, when I came here, that's for sure. Um, it wasn't too big of an adjustment. Of course, there's more um, accountability on yourself, and you got to wake up, go to class. And it's not your mom coming into your room making sure you're awake or anything. So you got to you got to make sure you're getting up. Yeah. But I did a great job of preparing me in that. And then adjusting to basketball was um, obviously hard. I mean, high school is much different than college, and the pace is so much quicker. Um, everybody's so much better. I mean, it's just the dial got cranked to ten. Um, but they say I got coaches and teammates around me that are helping me adjust to that, which is really great. To be part of the recruiting class and how excited you are with Adley, Timmy, uh, Tamea, Lily, uh, yourself, part of uh, one of the top recruiting classes in the country, what you feel and look and understand is going on at Oregon State. Uh, Reagan, tell me a little bit about what it means to be part of something that you believe could be really special here in the days ahead. Yeah, I am just extremely blessed and honored to be part of it. I mean, we truly are a family here and we each want to grow in our own way, and we each push each other to do that. Um, and, of course, this freshman class is really special with Tamia, you know, getting to play with her um, in the Donald American game and the Jordan Baron Classic and, and um, getting to be her teammate here, um, which is awesome. And she, when she watches from the sideline, every single time out, she tells me something. Um, she gives me some advice, which is great, having her insight from the side. And then, of course, you got Lily and Abby who can shoot lights out um, of the basketball. And then you got Marcus Peach. Germany, who's just mm-hmm. just flashing. I mean, she pushes that ball, she's gone. I mean, if I'm behind her, she's she's gone. <laughs> All I see is her dust. So, I mean, it, it's just it's a fun group that we got. Um, maybe a little on the younger side, um, with five freshmen, of course, and then two sophomores, and then some transfers coming in. So, a very new team. Um, and Coach Rook and the coaching staff are doing a great job of helping us adjust um, to this new environment, especially for the freshmen. But it's, it's special, and we're, we're wanting to get better. We're wanting to be good, and we're pushing ourselves daily to do that. Reagan, it is so uh, nice to meet you. Thanks for taking time for us. Uh, really appreciate it. Look forward to watching your career over the next few years here with us at Oregon State. Thanks for making time. We appreciate you uh, joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Go Beavs. Thank you, Reagan. Reagan Beers, let's close and come back with Bree Galvez, a final word on yesterday's big event, 1240 Joe Radio. 
Weddings, anniversaries, holiday parties, corporate events, large or small, make them spectacular with Forks and Corks Catering. From delicious bites to signature cocktails, they'll ensure an experience that is a delight for you and your guests. With their fresh cuisine, artful presentation, and polished service, Forks and Corks always creates a spectacular symphony of sensory delight. View their menu and list of venues online. Forks and Corks Catering, events designed to delight. Catering to the Willamette Valley since 2011. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the glass man. Let me fix the crack in your glass. For windshield repair, call me first. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Get the Mexican-inspired craze you'll crave at Qdoba Mexican Eats with new brisket birria. We're talking tender, shredded beef, slow-cooked for 10 hours in chili and garlic, infusing the authentic flavors of the popular Mexican street food. Top your favorite entree or try the quesabirria quesadilla or burrito. Brisket birria layered with their signature three-cheese queso. From Mexico to food trucks and now to your plate, get in on the birria craze and order today at Qdoba.com. When you think of Albans, you think plumbing. And when you think of plumbing, you think water. Hi, this is Katie Albin. Some plumbing projects don't have anything to do with water. At Albans Plumbing, we also work with natural gas and propane lines. So if you need a gas line for home heating, cooking, or for a gas water heater, give us a call. At Albans Plumbing. Plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282. Albin's Plumbing. Have you been putting off that remodeling project? Have you finally decided to take a leap and get it done? For over 30 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, wood and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands that you know, love and gotta have. They're on the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering and go Beeves. Do you enjoy trap shooting? It takes a little skill and practice, but it's a lot of fun. And for networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot, you can join the Albany Gun Club. It's only 25 bucks a year, and you get a discount on rounds that will quickly cover your membership costs. They're holding a meet shoot on December 3rd with novice, intermediate, and expert levels. Entry tickets are just 5 bucks, with a chance to win bacon, turkey, and sausage. The Albany Gun Club, three and three-quarters miles east of I-5 on Highway 20. Bring your shotgun and shells. Shooting starts at 9 o'clock. For more info, go to albanygunclub.com. What's your power like today? Are you driving a powerful vehicle or are you just getting there? Fall and winter is coming and Power Honda in Albany has the CRV, Pilot, HRV, Odyssey, Passport SUVs, Ridgeline trucks, and over a thousand pre-owned vehicles to choose from to help you get to where you're going this fall and winter. So come experience the power at Power Honda in Albany or go to mypowerhonda.com. In sports, it's important to have a talented starting lineup. The same is true if you need some advice with personal or business tax planning or just some help with strategy. See the starting lineup at Tax and Wealth Management, David Mendenhall, Bill Heck, or Robert Berry. They have the experience you need to successfully execute the game plan every time. They'd also like to take this moment to wish all of their clients and friends a very safe and joyous holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. 
Just a few minutes remaining, and I want to close, I think, appropriately with a person who, among many, but kind of spearheaded, according to Sarah Alcano, Brie Galvez, who has been a guest of ours a couple of other times, director of marketing and fan experience, to kind of wrap up the great experience yesterday of 8,000 students, uh, 400 school buses coming in, 71 schools, and Brie was at the forefront of kind of helping that all come together and joins us here Bree, congratulations. I, there's got to be some decompressing going on today, but how thrilled, proud, excited were you and the whole staff about what unfolded at Gill yesterday? It was great. First off, thanks for having me again. I love being on the show. Um, but yesterday was amazing, and to have all of those kids inside Gill Coliseum um, was just so worth it and an experience that I know that um, they'll remember forever, but that we will remember forever as well. So we are just super excited um, that, you know, we were able to provide that opportunity for right. the kids. And how does it happen? This is the question I have is, I mean, you, you know what your capacity is yesterday, a record day, you couldn't have fit many more, but you know, do you have to, I mean, were other schools, do you have to say, Hey, you didn't respond quick enough. How do you get the word out to everybody? And then do you just kind of count up how many schools can we actually accommodate? Yeah. Um, so this, we start that process, um, weeks in advance. So we reach out to schools late September and we send them an RCP date, um, save a date initial packet, um, type of thing to every school in Oregon and to all the principals. Um, and we state it's first come, first serve. What they do is they have to um, send back an estimated guess of numbers and um, buses, total people that they'll have it in attendance. Um, and then from there, we just reach out to them again and we kind of solidify that process. So with this year, we had to um, unfortunately deny a few schools based on our capacity, but the demand is there. And we look forward to building this every single year. And then are you behind, you know, trying to figure out where all the buses will be parked and how you <laughs> deal with regular parking for a work day versus fan park? All of that. You have to deal with that? Yeah. So um, I work with an incredible team. So our whole entire marketing department, my colleague Patrick Benecki, helped me with that. I have great marketing assistants and a student intern team, but we really collaborate with other units within our department. Uh, we collaborate with the facilities, um, and they really help us in designating drop-off zones. We work with the ticketing unit at Oregon State, and they help me um, mark off every single seat that is taken by a season ticket holder. Um, we worked with OBN on, um, you know, asking people to donate their seats to a kid um, who can, you know, come and sit near their school. So we, it's a whole team effort, and, and it really showed um, yesterday and, you know, the power of, you know, Oregon State and us coming together. Bree also working with the Beaver Sports Properties, Kayleen and Parker through the College of Engineering, a big component for, for, for this event, the College of Engineering sponsoring. So that's all so great. I want to close on a kind of a marketing note and where you were in this process. We have less than two minutes, so here it is. Sarah Elcano talked to us earlier in the week about the huge hit that the Toyota Orange Cowboy hats were at the football game. Was that a whole marketing team? Were you part of that? If so, even if you weren't, we just got to say kudos to that. It's one of the brilliant ideas ever. Uh, how did, did Were you part of that coming together? Yeah, um, we were, you know, we were asked 
a few months ago um, to ask our student interns, you know, what they thought would be a great giveaway idea. Um, and from brainstorming, we have a lot of brainstorming sessions during our meetings. Um, you know, Cowboy Hats was something that they thought would be great hit with the with the students and with their call, like with their friends. Um, so we pitched that idea to everybody um, and to BSP, and everybody loves the idea. So. Um, kudos to our student marketing team um, here at Oregon State who have really helped um, pump up all of our sports and that student experience side. Bree, our time is short. Thank you so much for making time for us. Let's do it again soon. Keep up the great work. Congratulations on the wonderful experience for so many kids yesterday. Thank you for sharing it with us. We'll, Thanks, talk, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Bree. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bree Galvez. Wrapping up the show for today, and Johnny, I think we went a little past all one. Right. I think all, all right. is well, and we hope all manner of things um, shall be well. Women's basketball, eleven thirty tomorrow for a twelve oh six tip. Ron Callen with the call. You're on at three thirty for a four Sunday. o'clock tip on Sunday. I'm leaving at six thirty in the morning tomorrow. I will roll over, think and for think about a second, and, and then roll, roll back, back over. to sleep. And I'll be on the bus heading to PDX. Thanks everybody for a great week. 1240 Joe Radio. KEJO Corvallis. And translator. K229DI Corvallis. The home of the Beavers. 1240 Joe Radio.